0: Thank you. Show. And here is the studio orchestra of the Spudguman Show, sartorially regaled in sequined jumpsuit and cantilevered pompadour, the world's only accordion-playing Elvis impersonator, Accordion Joe! Here comes the man. he goes down easy, he calls to you,
1: who the social outcast, yes, you who are rejected, he wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man. he goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready. Trumbo. And here he is, the head cheese meister. It's woo, Spud Goodman.
2: Greetings and our hola, amigos. I am Spud Goodman. (laughs) Spud Man. (laughs) That is a fact and not fake news, for the record. Welcome to our ongoing radio project. Uh, This little thing you're now listening to, yeah, we really appreciate you making the effort to spend some time with us. It it won't be forgotten, Uh, you know, I may have to swallow a handful of those Prevagen pills these days, you know, so I can remember to brush my teeth and and feed all my pets, but I'm pretty sure I will not. A few months from now, forget, you gave us a bit of your existence here on Earth, okay? So, why don't I now introduce our show's designated laugher, my Aunt Dorothy. I'm going to let you warm up before asking for any serious laughing, so why don't you give us a quick snicker. I do appreciate
3: that. Okay. (laughs) A little later, I'll be ready for full-on laughing, if need be. I'm not expecting there will be much of a need for it, but I'll be here for you if you say anything at all humorous.
2: I don't think it's going to happen. Well, thank you. So now, here's the deal. I'm required to introduce our show's temporary permanent co-host, Gerald Holcomb. Maybe you could just emote your acknowledgement non-verbally, you know, with your body language. Efficient communicators are able to display a variety of emotions, you know, without speaking. Uh, They they teach that in most high school theater classes. It's something any esteemed co-host could pull off. So so go ahead and and give it a shot.
4: Uh, Spud, you know, with this new work situation, I can't possibly acknowledge your acknowledgement. strictly through my body language over the phone and and, you know this is not even a zoom situation and not that i lack the capability of adequately displaying an unlimited number of separate distinct displays of human emotions i am quite (laughs) adept at this but well right now even if i even if we were like all in the studio there together i don't feel the need to do so I should be able to do what any co-host would be allowed to do, and that is verbally express myself. Why do you continue to make every effort to limit my participation in this show? I have so much to offer. I don't think so. Uh,
3: Maybe, maybe not. Uh, The jury's still out. Gerald? Gerald? Why don't you just be grateful for the opportunity Spud is offering you? Use your body language to express how excited you are to be here. If we were in the studio right now instead of having to do this show remotely, you could see my body language right now. I'm showing so many different shades of emotion that even if we are separated in our own homes, our listeners can still totally feel me. They get what I'm conveying. Why? Because even as a volunteer designated laugher, I'm pretty good at this radio thing.
2: I know. I can sense what you're saying both in your words and what I can imagine your body is also saying Aunt Dorothy. Uh, so now I'm supposed to also introduce what, what I'm told by management is the most popular person on this program. Our intern, Chance. You can say hi now, I guess.
5: I understand I could say hi or just about anything I would choose to say. The numbers from that last listener survey were pretty clear, don't you think? People like me.
4: Yes!
2: Well, like is an ambiguous, somewhat neutral term. Now love would be a clear signal you were valued by others.
5: Love was not a choice on the station's listener questionnaire. They're asked if they liked disliked or despised the various people on this program, and I got by far the most likes. It shouldn't surprise anyone.
2: Yeah, well, I would like a revote, as as who knows if there was fraud involved, you know? I've heard it happens all the time.
5: Uh, it's all fake news. I was told the survey was completed by a highly respected firm who conducts these surveys.
2: Uh, well, whatever. Yeah, anyway, I, what I wanted to discuss on this show was a topic that most everybody can relate to. The hassle of trying to decide what gifts to give relatives on birthdays or for Christmas. It's a real time suck. So we should just hey, like hey, Spud, stop giving Spud, gifts.
4: Spud, what? Uh, well, I actually came prepared with a topic that could maybe give this show some long overdue recognition. Uh, you know, some respect. Uh, are you interested in hearing my ideas? Listen, with the latest rating sheet we got at this week's Zoom staff meeting, I would bet you might be.
2: What wacky, dumb idea do you have? I mean, if it has anything to do with me working harder, uh, that is not happening, okay? Well, We've discussed this previously. I have established a comfortable work pace in this job, and I'm not going to be pressured to change.
3: Oh, yeah. I'm not real crazy about putting in any more effort myself.
4: No, no. This is something that could garner this show some positive attention, a, a moment of recognition. Now, does that sound worthy of discussing on this show? We're coming for you, globalist!
2: Well, go on.
4: Okay. I did a little research. In the many years you have been on TV and now radio... I don't believe that you've ever received an award, Uh, you know, being cited for a special achievement. Uh, It's a must for any program. And to do this, we would need full participation of our listeners. That's why we need to discuss this on the air. You know, get them involved directly or there's no way this can be done.
2: You mean beg them to give us an award? I'm not above doing it, uh, you know, if it doesn't take a lot of effort.
5: It's going to take a lot of whining and begging.
3: Oh honey, maybe you should keep your opinions to yourself, on this one.
5: I hear you Dorothy, but with being the most popular person on this radio show comes the responsibility to be the voice of reason.
3: Shut up and dribble.
2: Well your fiancé is a wise woman, you should listen to her, you know. No one asks for your opinion.
4: Okay, now, there are no guarantees here Spud. Even if you receive a number of awards, it does not mean that you'll suddenly be respected as a talk show host, but it might just garner you a bit of gravitas. Uh, something that um, a survey uh, said you were severely lacking.
2: Uh, hey, I, I have plenty of gravitas. Tons well. of gravitas.
4: <laughs> oh no.
5: You might want to google that word spud. I actually have it here. It means weight, dignity, and importance. Showing restraint while maintaining moral rigor, really?
2: Yeah, really. And and I have plenty of rigor too. So why don't you go back to playing video games on your phone?
3: It is so great to be here with so many friends, old and new. I have to say it is such a great privilege to be here with Senator Sanders being here with him in New Hampshire, I can't help but reflect how much more enjoyable this election is going to be now that we are on the Spud uh, Show.
4: Hey, Spud. Yeah. Your first guest, Ari Melber, is waiting to speak with you. Uh, I believe he's on that MSNBC, you know, that channel that favors those darn Democrats.
1: There are all kinds of perversions.
2: MSNBC? And they just report the truth, man. And on that topic we were just discussing, Ari has been nominated for Emmy Awards, man. He's a legit news guy. He has his own show there and also is the channel's chief legal guy.
4: Well... I get the real news on OANN and Newsmax during the day, and, of course, Fox News in primetime. Uh, There's no need for any other information to clog up my mind, you know?
3: You stupid ignorant son of a dumb...
2: Yeah, we understand. There's only so much available space in your mind. Uh, you know, the stuff you pick up from those right-wing well, channels is kind of like styrofoam. Light and fluffy, but very bulky. So, yeah, I understand there's limited space. Uh, We get it.
4: Yeah, yeah. But you liberals really do need to get better sources for your news. There's so much out there that you ignore at your own peril. Yeah, I think we're
2: doing just fine. So just put Ari through, please.
4: Yep, very well. Here he is.
2: Say hello to Ari Melber, the chief legal correspondent for MSNBC, host of The Beat with Ari Melber that airs Monday through Friday there at 6 p.m. and 3 p.m. out here on the left coast. And thanks for coming on our show, man. Great to be with you, Spud. Yeah, so you cover legal issues on MSNBC, like all those darn impeachment thingies that the former occupant of the White House kept getting into. Please don't tell me you agree with that GOP homer, Jonathan Turley, that you can commit any old high crime and misdemeanor in your last week in office and still walk away scot-free. That's not right.
6: Well, I don't think that's, yeah, I don't think that's what the Constitution said. Um, and I think people have to understand, look, it's not even about whether you like this or that president. Um the Constitution just has these these severe measures to deal with reckless presidents, uh, and so. That's available throughout the tenure, and we have other officials. Impeachment applies to federal officials in general, including the president. Other officials have been dealt with this way after leaving office.
7: Right. Right.
2: All right. All right. Well, um, more importantly, let me hit you with this. Uh, You are the lone hip-hop-centric cable news host on the air right now. Uh, Is that right? Yeah. Well, maybe in the future there will be a bunch more, (laughs) but uh, you brought a bit of flow to the formerly stuffy airwaves. I mean you you can recite lyrics with the best. I, I watched you throw down or, or try to with Bill Crystal. Bill Crystal. It was fascinating to me. <laughs> <you. laughs>
6: yes, but I mean look, we try to be serious about the news but not ourselves and it, when you're doing an hour every night, there are some nights obviously where things are so heavy that's what it is done. And there are other times where we try to bring in culture and life and and just what we all like. I mean, you're out in uh, you're coming out of Seattle, right?
2: Uh, yes, that's one place. Where we're on a few other places. Well,
6: great. Well, I heard a little bit of Seattle as well as everywhere else. And shout out to everyone who's listening. But you know, I grew up in Seattle. I well, went to right. Garfield High, where Jimi Hendrix right. went and. Quincy Jones Auditorium, and this is all part of our culture, so why would we keep it out of other conversations with the news? So yes, we have fun with it, but I also think it's relevant.
2: Yeah, a bulldog, by the way. All right. Well, um, let me ask you this. Uh, In your opinion, who is the GOAT in hip-hop? Let me hit you that right away.
6: I really think Jay-Z. Because of his lyrics and his depth and his growth, and a lot of us throughout life, we realize, oh, we're not just the same people we we were when we started, and, and we didn't probably want to be and so he's grown so much as an artist and a person and his music reflects that Uh, and I think he's also been a a real leader in the game from from music to business to just showing people a different way. And then he's also we talk in politics, I mean he's multidimensional. You know, he was in with Obama uh in oh seven early and and trying to be constructive where he could. He's done a lot on criminal justice reform early, uh, before some of this stuff got more national attention, rightly so. Um so I just think Jay's like uh, on his own plane. All right. All
1: right.
2: Well I guess I guess uh I don't know. I, I just, I still stand with Biggie because c- I, I guess I'm into old school rap still. I, I'm no different than all those baby boomer geezer classic rock guys, I guess. But hey, I want to say on that topic, uh, thanks for uh, showcasing Marlon Kraft. Uh, he is tight, uh, a newcomer. Uh, that, that, was, that was nice on your show.
6: Thank you. Well, Marlon is someone who's a 27 year old <clears throat> young kid, happens to be white, whereas yeah. you know that's sometimes a challenge for young rappers if uh, you know in the, in the game. But has some really important things to say, and we had him on And that piece uh, that was a segment we did last week. Ended up being uh, the most watched online of the week and went viral, and that was the week of inauguration. So again, it's a reminder that I think people are interested in more than one thing. I love Biggie, um, but we can meet in the middle, you know, Biggie and. Um, and Jay-Z did a track together, Brooklyn's Finest, before Biggie passed, and and it's a good one.
2: Yeah. All right, well, let's talk the cable news biz. We had Brian Stelter from CNN on a couple of months ago, and we discussed the alternate universe known as Fox News. Um, Since the election, have you noticed that the Murdochs have kicked up the attitude a couple notches, like maybe in desperation, because it's tough to even hate watch these days. Could it be that because you guys are now beating them in the overall ratings?
6: I don't know. I mean, the the honest truth is I don't spend a ton of my day tracking what is on the other channels. Um, Although we we look at sort of some of what they say, if it's relevant to a story or politics. Um, Certainly love the shout out that, you know, on our hour, 6 p.m., you know, we have more viewers than Fox now, say, as of last month. And that's the first time that's happened in over a decade. So we welcome new viewers. And by the way, we think some of them may be people who are watching you know, competitors, which means they're not long-time uh, MSNBC junkies, or they may have a, a whole range of views. I want a, a show that's reputable and reliable, no matter what someone's politics may be. Um, so yeah, there may be some pressures on Fox, but I, I really can't even claim. I know people think, oh wait, you're all on TV, but it's not like I'm ever in their building or listening to their execs, so I don't know exactly w- w- how they make those, those calls.
2: Uh, I can't be the only one that, that's that's picking up that the vibes uh I don't know uh, it's just a little different, but I was just curious how far right they could possibly go. I mean, secede from the Nielsen rating system. I just I, I don't know, we'll see I guess, but anyway um well let, let me ask you this, is there a future for Republicans? Uh, I mean, and I I try to be, you know, I try to take in both sides. And that's why I watch, you know, that network and some other some other like websites and things. But is there a future for Republicans who don't at least try to be mean and cranky? Because it appears that any sense of humanity is interpreted as weakness and softness and, you know, thus risking a public stoning. They're just pretty hardcore, it just seems right now. Well,
6: I think that there's a range of views that are legitimate across debate. People have debates about the role of the courts and who should be on the Supreme Court and, you know, what size of federal government we should have and whether something should be funded federal or state. And I think, you know, if you, if you take a pause and look five or ten years ago, you still have that same population, more or less, in the country with with those debates, which is legit. Plenty of Republicans feel that way. I think what Trump has done is both sharpened and revealed, um, one, the the modern level of racism, which, no surprise, is intense, and two, and this may relate to your point, um, a real attack on democracy itself. you had a sitting president lose the election and spend two months openly trying to steal it, which is to end democracy in America. And, you know, it's one thing to say, oh, you like the judges Trump put on the Supreme Court, but you don't like him trying to become a dictator. It's another thing to say, well, everything's fine. Because as soon as you go down that road, if the consent of the governed means allowing people to, to, to end the government as we know it, well you're in a different camp and so we don't really know yet how many people really want to go along with that because we have a system that for all of its failures still did work on that core question and he was shown the door right. even as he demanded that Georgia steal the election and demanded that the DOJ help him and made all these other demands. Um, but that's the part that concerns me most. I mean if you you know you call it being mean, I, I would just look at how many people want to go to a dictatorship and we can't underestimate that or, or act like oh it's just nice it'll go away it may not go away
2: yeah well yeah. well said uh, spud
4: what well I, I have to jump in here i do not appreciate you and ari calling our former commander-in-chief donald trump a dictator that is not true he was just a strong leader oh, uh, really? someone who knew well yeah he knew what was best for all of us Yes, he got a little mad at that. The election was stolen from him. I mean, I mean, who would be happy about that?
2: Uh, just a sec, Ari. I'll be right back. All right. Uh, Number one, the election was not stolen. He lost fair and square. And number two, in the USA, when we lose elections, we don't try to burn down the country in a freaking temper tantrum. Hashtag sad.
4: Well, he had every right to be upset. You know, you need to watch Sean Hannity and and Tucker Carlson's programs to get the real truth. Hashtag still making America great again. Ah, for the record,
2: right now, it really is great again. Now pipe down and let me conclude the interview. Ah, sorry about that, man, but, but I'm back. Okay. All right, I know you got a scoot, so let me say again that The Beat with Ari Melber airs weekdays at 6 3 p.m. Pacific. Hey, we really appreciate spending some time with us, man. You bet, thank you, Spud. There you have it, Mr. Ari Melber. <laughs> Netflix. I love Netflix with all my heart. It always gives my day such a great start. I wake up early to watch before I go to my job at Kmart. If I can't watch a whole movie, at least I can see a part. I truly love Netflix with all my heart, but it would be nice if they put on more movies with naked women. It's just a suggestion.
7: Is a Spud Spud show. Show. Uh,
4: What else is there, man? Uh, say, Spud, yeah. I took the liberty of researching some potential awards both you and the show might be eligible for. You know, there's actually a number of possibilities.
2: Well, if it requires filling out a bunch of, like, long forms to be eligible for those awards, I, I'm not going to go down that road. I, I made it clear I don't like to fill out forms, all right? I've told management that, so that's a no. And unless I can assign that duty to our trusty community college intern chance, uh, you know, that would kind of fall into his job duties when I think about it.
5: Why would I be involved in helping you win any awards? I'm an intern, not your personal assistant.
3: What are you objectifying on? Sweetie, if you have to fill out any forms for SPUD, I'll help out, so don't you worry about being burdened by this.
4: I do believe someone will have to apply for most of the awards uh, that I came upon uh, on the Internet. It's not like uh, Spud Goodman is a household name. No disrespect. But with no notoriety, uh, you're going to have to call attention to yourself and this show by formally entering these competitions.
2: I'm not totally anonymous. I mean, some people know who I am. Oh, well, maybe not that many, but enough to win at least a couple tiny little awards after being on TV and now radio for so many years. Come on. Yeah. Now that you brought this up, though, it is kind of humiliating that I am winless at this point in my career.
3: I think the reason why is I've just been like so unhappy. Well, that's true. After this long, you'd think you would have at least gotten a participation trophy. You're not even
5: the Susan Lucci of small-time TV and radio. At least she was nominated over the years while losing to someone else.
2: Okay, okay, so what? uh, Just let me know what are some of the awards that that I and the show would have a decent shot
4: at, realistically. Okay, well, um, a few possibilities for yourself are, let's see here. Uh, citizen Community Involvement Awards, uh, like CNN, has their annual Heroes Award. Everyday people changing the world.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I don't think I'm worthy of that one. Good call, yo. No. Um, do, do you have anything else?
4: Uh, okay, well, there's one put out by the Environmental Protection Agency. It's called the Citizen Excellence in Community Involvement Award. Ah, uh, let's see, they, they give it out to one citizen who displays outstanding achievement in environmental protection.
2: What do you think would be the over and under of me actually winning that one? It, it sounds like there'd be a really high bar. I, I mean, I haven't done a whole lot in that area except, you know, recycle my beer bottles and cans.
4: <laughs> yeah, well, I'm I'm sure i do. sure we I do could, recycle. Uh, You know, uh, puff up your activism history a bit. You know, like in, in your work in cleaning up our environment.
5: I don't think that category is one you have much of a chance in, Spud. Recycling your beer bottles and cans is something everybody does. You have to be special. You know, stand out from others to win any award. Courtney?
3: Chloe? My chance is right, Spud. I wouldn't get my hopes up of winning any of those prestigious awards. You really should lower your sights. Maybe check into a neighborhood award. Or maybe there's an award they give at your apartment, like friendliest renter or something.
2: I don't know if I could compete in that category either. I mean, I've been labeled as, as a grumpy neighbor by most of the people in my building. You know, plus cheap. Uh, I don't know if I told you this. Is I I still get dirty looks from some after what you know I had to give out last Halloween. I uh, I ate most of what I was gonna hand out. And it was you know the Kit Kat bars and stuff. So I I just tossed a few candy corns into the kids' bags. I had a big bag of it just sitting around from I don't know a couple years ago. They were so young. Most of them didn't care, but a lot of the parents who were with them were pissed.
5: That is messed up, yo. You know what they say? Neighbors are the best judge of someone's character. That's why they always interview them after a murderer is arrested.
2: Well, then I'm screwed.
5: We have really nice neighbors in my parents' neighborhood. I remember most all of them gave out awesome candy on Halloween. And that's important.
2: I suspected you were still trick-or-treating, but you're done with that. All right, anyway, But and instead of me personally, maybe we should just like focus on the show winning an award or two. That, that might be more realistic.
4: Well, yeah, all right. I, I also have a list here of groups that hand out annual media awards. Um, you know, we, uh, best talk show, best entertainment show, best whatever. Um, you know, we might have a shot at one of these. I, I think the key would be to enter into smaller, lower-key competitions, um, like the Elliott Pearson Award. Uh, it's given out by Tufts University, outstanding contributions in the field of children's media. Uh, It may be not an obvious category for this show, but it's out there, and you you never know unless you contact them.
3: Oh, oh, I would not feel comfortable with young kids listening to this program. Not that there's inappropriate language or even risque subject matter, but Spud, you are a horrible role model.
4: Yes! Uh, Spud, your next guest, Eddie Steeples, is holding for you.
2: Cool. You know, I love this guy. He should be a much bigger star by now, because he was awesome on My Name is Earl, and and now uh, I guess he's starring on a show on on TBS, I think.
4: Uh, My Name is who? I I must have missed that show.
8: That's ridiculous.
4: Yeah, uh, of course you did. Hey. Would it be okay if I had a little snack during this interview? Because, you know, I won't be that involved, and my blood sugar feels like it's a bit low. Yeah.
2: If you could just go ahead and make sure you do that from now on, that would be great. Well, if you do attempt to cut in and voice your opinion during the interview, don't try to talk with your mouth full, okay? I mean, you always do uh, that. Didn't your mother tell you that that's gross? Yeah.
4: yeah. Well, okay, I've made Considerable progress with that. My wife, Rachel, is constantly emphasizing this. So, yeah, it's under control. Trust me. It won't happen.
2: Okay, just just put him through. Here he is. Say hello to actor and musician Eddie Steeples. Thanks for coming on our show, man. Hey,
7: thanks for having me.
2: Yeah, you are starring in the new season of the TBS show, The Guest Book, airing Wednesday nights. Uh, give us the basics of the show, if you would.
7: Uh, the basics is it's a show about small town, and people come and stay at this cottage that they can, you know, rent rent out a night uh, or two, and it's about these guest stars who are various celebrities that will come on and they would join the cast every week and we will follow their story as they, you know, navigate throughout this town. Oh, all right. Super. Well, I got yes, it. It's, it's great. Okay, cool. It takes place I- in the mountains, too. It takes place in the kind of the uh, mountainous region
2: all right um, well I gotta say I was a major fan of yours on the show My Name Is Earl playing Darnell I mean you stole the show man I gotta say that for the record
7: oh thank you I appreciate it you know it, yeah it was, it, was, it was in the writing it was in the writing it was definitely uh, uh, yeah, you know, some, some remarkable remarkable writers and, and Greg Garcia the creator of it his mind it was brilliant so uh, yeah it, it wasn't hard for me
2: well, I, I think you're underselling yourself a bit. Yeah, the writing was great, but you, know, you were you were fantastic. Um it lasted 4 seasons, but, but I was bummed when it got canceled. What the hell happened to Crabman? I mean, lots of loose ends were were hanging.
7: Yes. Um you you were just as shocked as we were. But uh, <laughs> you know, we all thought we were coming back to work as well. So, um yeah, just you know, the rug got pulled from under us and we found out about it 30 minutes before it went public and you know you just you just got to roll roll with it um throughout the years i I know a lot of people wanted to know who did the kids belong to and um i have no idea Uh. (laughs) you know even even today i have no idea all right. All right. I, I get asked that all the time on my on my uh, social media, on Instagram, uh, which is at Eddie Steeples, if anyone wants to follow. But I, that's the thing people ask me probably the most is like, who do the kids belong to? Uh, because it kind of left on 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 that you know the cliffhanger.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, let's. All I can say is stupid network suits. Anyway, all right. Let, let's step into the Wayback Machine. Eddie. You grew up in Springs, so, Texas, uh, the oldest of eight kids. What was life like growing up there?
7: Life was very uh, religious based. Uh, my my folks were my my, my stepfather was a uh, Pentecostal preacher. He was he was an evangelist. Um, so he, you know he traveled around and he would p- preach at prisons and. and I mean, you name it, he would go there and preach. Uh, one of the greatest preachers I've ever seen in my life, uh, Reverend Raymond Phillips, and they called him the preaching machine. That's how popular he was. That, that the prisoners would request him to come out and, and, and preach. So uh, I was I was raised in that type of an environment with, um, you know, like, like as you said, the eldest of eight. So. Um, I was kind of like the father figure at a very early age and you know just in this little suburb area in, in Spring Texas um, so it was very it was normal life simple um, a lot of a lot of my our friends and people we knew had more money than us so we got to see you know how, how, how broke we were by going to other people's houses and realizing yeah. like you know, oh wow, they have they have all the different types of ice creams and whatever, whatever. So um, it, it was a humble humble beginning, man, and, and uh, I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. It really, you know, Texas. Being growing up in Spring, Texas was, was was especially in hindsight, it was great. It was amazing, actually.
2: All right, super. Well, with eight kids, it wouldn't have been boring, that's for sure. So yeah, anyway. No, no,
7: not not by eighty. I think that's where a lot of my my I got my acting chops from is babysitting and taking care of all those kids. Uh,
4: Spud? Yeah. Oh, if, if I may interject right here, hang, hang on. Let me let me swallow this first. <clears throat> all right. You know, I was the third oldest of nine kids in my family. It was also never boring in the Holcomb home growing up. Not being the oldest myself, I was never given the responsibility of looking after the youngest ones. For some reason, my parents felt I was best used in other duties. You know, like yard work and and that sort of thing. Yeah. I was not capable of being... uh, The responsible one who could keep things under control. I know my younger brother, Philip. he was fifth oldest, and he was given that responsibility. Where's this thing going, man? Well, listen, though most of the time, he was up to the task. There were a few occasions where the youngest ones got the better of him, like uh, playing with matches in the house, uh, putting someone in the dryer, or making prank calls, you know, that sort of thing. I don't think the younger ones respected him enough to follow his directives at all times. I like to think I would have been able to keep a lid on things, but I was never given the opportunity to display my leadership skills. Look, look, dude, dude, I am interested in Eddie's
2: family, not yours, okay? Finish up your snack. You should probably swallow now and let me wrap up the interview with him. Okay, I'm back. Yeah, man. Um, so you, you took acting classes in community college. Uh, did that seal the deal to try show business?
7: Um, I, I knew I wanted to be actor before that. I knew that um, acting was was what I was. You know, when I was four years old, I told my mom I was going to be an actor, and so um, just that was just part of the path, you know right all right taking 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 the classes and and doing the theater and and all of that stuff was just the pursuit of I knew that you know I want to do this crap so uh, and and being that I grew up where I grew up my my folks weren't really uh, it wasn't they weren't going out of their way to put me in theater places and and give me that so I had to kind of wait till I left Spring, Texas to kind of <laughs> go ahead and pursue it. So as soon as I graduated, I, I was off and left Went I came to California, you know, and then I traveled around, but yeah.
2: All right. Uh, you know, when I when I was at community college, I took a lot of stupid classes wasting my time. It was like five years just down the hole, but
7: anyway, well, you moved out later? I didn't take any other classes but the acting. It's funny. That's I, smart. And, and even my acting classes, I audited them. I, I just I just went in and talked to the uh, Wilma, Marcus, Wilma Marcus Chandler in uh, Santa Cruz. Actually, she was the first teacher that allowed me to just come into to the class. Didn't have to enroll and just come to her acting classes. And she told me, if you ever come here late or miss a class, don't come back. And so I just made sure I continued to just. Go to her class. I didn't take any other classes. That was the only. Uh, Man, and, 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 and in that's brilliant. I will, I'm not saying. That. Well, no. In hindsight, I, I won't say that it was. It was. It was brilliant in the sense that I didn't want to back up plan. But you know, looking back on it, and I will give advice to any any kids coming up today. Even if you you do know what you want to do and you have that um, you know that that drive and, and knowledge at an early age, make sure you also learn. Uh, about finances and about Stuff, huh? uh, you know and, yeah. and investments and things like that, because you know you're gonna you know you're gonna want to do something when you get all that money. So whether you learn always learn something else that when you do get all of this, you can find an enjoyment in something else as well, right? you know?
2: Well, I, I know you got a scoop, but let me say, I want to remind everyone that your show, The Guest Book, airs Wednesday nights on TBS, and you can be found at on Instagram at, at Eddie Steeples. Thanks a bunch, man, for coming on our show.
7: Yes, thanks for having me, Spud. Uh, yeah, my name is, Earl on, is on Hulu as well, so, you know, yeah. you can check, check them out and get some laughter in your, in your in your body, you know. That's the best medicine, so enjoy. Yes.
2: All right, super, Mr. Eddie Steeples.
0: Go away or you'll miss the amazing conclusion of the Spud Goodman Radio Show right after this brief timeout.
8: Hey Al, this is Gwen from Trees and Timber here on our sixth Spud Goodman performance. Because we love it so much, we'll keep coming back until he won't let us come back. And then we'll stand outside the door waiting for him to show up so we can beg him for more appearances. Because we love it so
0: much. We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Oh, uh, Spud, your guest, Mina Suvari,
4: is waiting to speak with you.
2: All right. You know, Mina has been in a whole bunch of interesting stuff over the years. uh, Because she started so dang young.
3: Yes. I remember her in American beauty. Oh, that was a very powerful film.
4: Yeah. I must've missed that one. Was it on the Hallmark channel? It sounds kind of familiar.
3: No, Gerald. It won an Oscar as best picture when it was released in 2000. Oh, Uh, you know, she has
2: a new film out now. I I believe she co-stars with rain Wilson, Uh, you know, Dwight from the office,
4: you know, I've been called Dwight around here for years, but I've never seen that office show that you mentioned. Is it a drama about a business, uh, like at a trucking firm or a real estate company?
2: Uh, no, a comedy at a paper company, but I'm not going to waste our listeners' time on the air explaining TV 101 to you right now, all right? Just put Mina through, please.
4: Yeah, very well. Here she is.
2: Please welcome actress Mina Savari. Thanks very much for coming on our show.
3: Thank you for having me.
2: Yeah, so you have a new movie out, the Lionsgate release, Don't Tell a Soul, now available on digital and on demand. So uh, you co-star with Rain Wilson in this twist-filled thriller. Can, you play the mother of two young boys. Can you give our listeners a bit of the storyline without giving away too much?
8: Yeah, um, it, it takes place in a small town, and I play Carol... Uh, who's mom to two teenage boys? Um, Carol is very sick; she's terminally ill, and so to help her and you know care for her and her and get her treatment, uh, her two sons end up involved in a theft, where they then cross paths with a security guard who. Chases them, and he ends up falling into a deep well-like hole. Oh. And they then have to figure out what their next moves are going to be after the situation is escalated in a way that they never expected.
2: Wow. Uh, okay. All right.
8: Well, let me let me
2: ask you this: You you got your start at a pretty young age. I, I believe he did an ER episode at age 16. Uh, is that correct? <laughs>
8: I think, yeah, I think I was 16,
2: yeah. It was wild. Wow, well, so you probably uh, weren't overwhelmed when you later were cast in some pretty important films, such as American Beauty. Uh, did, did you feel it would happen that early for you in your career way back?
8: Oh, no. I mean, never. And I definitely was overwhelmed. I mean, I I, I had very limited thinking around the industry at the time, and I just felt very lucky to simply have a job you know i didn't know um i didn't have a huge concept of what the industry was or awards or fame or success or any of these things i was just i was still in high school i was just focusing on my work at the time and giving what was required of me and and trying to enjoy it along the way without any expectations
7: Hmm.
2: all right well um I guess it kind of cranked up to another level because you, you were widely seen in the American Pie franchise doing three of the four movies. Um, do, do, do you think the producers even had a thought of a sequel when the cameras rolled on the first one?
8: Um, I think that they... I mean, if <laughs> do you want me to speak on their behalf, but I think that...
2: How about you then? What would you, probably, Did you think it when you saw the script first I off? Think
8: that, well, for me, I had a very different perspective because I just... Again, was so happy to have a job, but I do know that we were um, attached to film a sequel, should it have been successful. So I can only assume that, that they had hoped for that. Um, but I mean, I certainly didn't expect it would have become anything of what it became then, and especially now.
2: Yeah, so it was like I'm almost, yeah, if uh, Disney could make a. A theme ride for it they probably would have figured it out I don't know if they didn't know in the franchise i guess but i mean it, it was oh, four movies that's that's pretty impressive
8: <laughs> i love it that's awesome yeah yeah <laughs> that's well, a great idea
3: <laughs>
2: yeah um so y- you did more than a few years doing the modeling thing and I- i've always wondered uh, you know we all we all have bad hair days or, or get a cold sore at the worst moments I- i'm guessing even models have to deal with this can you just call in sick when this comes up or, or do you have to go before the cameras regardless
8: Oh, jeez. I mean, I, I think, you know, you always have a choice. Um, there's been times for me uh, working on well film uh, where I didn't feel well. I was sick. And I just figured out how to push through it because just personally for me, I didn't want to affect the production. Right. <laughs> so I pushed, pushed myself to the limits. I mean, I think that you know, you always have a choice, but you might not want to miss out on it.
2: Yeah, that's, that's a good point. But, well you know, like when I have a bad hair day, I don't really have that much hair, but that's why God made baseball hats. But you just can't, like, show up at a shoot with a baseball hat on, all right? I, I bet you can't do that.
8: <laughs> I mean, I modeled when I was so young. Um, you know, and I think, again, there was there was the that essence of not wanting to miss out on the opportunity and being very uh, aware that I would, you know, if I, if I didn't, uh, you know, take it. (laughs) Uh, excuse me, Spud?
4: Yes? Uh, You know, I don't like to toot my own horn on the show, but I am very proud of my record of never calling in sick from any job I've had in my entire life. That's pretty impressive, don't you think?
2: Uh, Mina, just a sec. Even when you were like a paperboy as a kid, I don't, I don't believe you. Everyone calls in sick. Yeah, yeah, sometimes it's, it's because they're actually sick, but a lot of time it's for mental health reasons. You know, like the weather's really nice, or there's a game on that you don't want to miss, or you forgot to do the laundry and there's nothing clean to wear to work. I, I got a lot more, but we don't have time to, for me to go through them
4: all.
3: Oh, I do remember you staying home sick all the time growing up, Spud. It was almost like you were homeschooled, but without the schoolwork. I know your mother wasn't happy with your lame excuses, as she had to stay home with you.
2: Well, not after, like, the fifth grade, I think. And sometimes I did have a bad headache or indigestion. They weren't all fake illnesses. Mm
1: -hmm.
4: Well, my other current place of employment, South Seattle Carpet and Linoleum.
8: South Seattle Carpet and Linoleum!
4: gave me a plaque commemorating my twelve years of perfect work attendance i Whoa. will say that there were days where I, I did have to dig down and muster up the strength to go to work and there were a few times where i had in excess of a 104 degree temperature a- at once i had a really bad case of a head lice oh, but i still made it in on that occasion i did wear a stocking hat at work you know, for the customer's protection.
2: Yeah, there's something wrong with a person who never, ever misses work. Uh, they're they're like walking time bombs, if you ask me. You, you know, you, you guys could go, like, postal at any time. There I said it, okay? Everyone on the show has mentioned this about you. But, uh, but l- let me get back to Mina. Well, Mina, I believe you're about to have a baby, so I don't want to take up too much time here. How, how long do actors get for maternity leave? They, they don't expect you to, like... You know, like, you know, like, have the child and like bring the kid to the set right after a couple of days, do they? I mean, you don't have to keep on working.
8: I mean, I think, I think that I'm given the opportunity to decide, you know, which I feel very blessed to have. I wish that our country supported maternity and paternity leave a lot more. But yeah. That's a whole other conversation, but um, I'm going to figure it out, you know, on what works best for us.
2: All right, all right, super! Um, congratulations, by the way. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So, well, l- let me close this interview with my required uh, talk show host question. Um, what has been your most memorable moment uh, thus far on Earth?
8: Oh my God, on Earth? Yeah. <laughs> um. Be- becoming pregnant with my son. Definitely, that's like the most important thing. That'll trump anything ever
2: okay yeah that's yeah something i can't say i can relate to i bet i've heard and i've read it's very special so all right um how about with the career Is it been a real high point that stands out to you um i mean it's all relative i think i
8: don't know i'm so bad with these with what's Better than the other because you know they all it all meant something to me different you know differently at each time. I mean I think I think other than it just being um, you know categorized as success or fame or something like this, I guess the, a huge reward is when um, people are able to see the work that you do, and so if that then falls under the vein of you know it being. Successful, um, then that—that's something that's uh, very meaningful because you put a lot of your heart and soul into the work that you do.
2: Right, right. Yeah, that, yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, well, like I said, you got more important things to focus on right now than doing uh, stupid interviews. So let me say again that you know have a, you have a new movie out, *The Lion's Gate* release. Don't Tell a Soul now available on digital and on demand. Hey, thank you so much for checking in with us.
8: Of course. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right,
2: Ms. Nina Solari.
0: When you go to shop in the morning when you go to shop in the evening when you shop in the morning at noon or at night ask for the beer that tastes just right go to the store that treats you right cuz we know we're getting our money's worth as we know we're getting our money's worth ask for the beer that tastes just right 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 now you perk up just like that if Happens every every time time a family gets a new hat. So don't put it off. Go get the new hat. 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 And you and your sweetie will Ask for the beer that tastes just right. Hey! I'm not foolin'. I'm not
3: foolin'. I'm not foolin'.
7: No, sir. Uh Hey.
4: My how time flies. Well, before you give up on the possibility of winning an awards, but I think we should do further research. I only have the time to do a quick review of potential opportunities. I say we continue to explore this.
5: Our engineer Trevor is saying there's a caller holding online. Evidently, he has a proposition he wants to discuss.
2: Uh, I'm not in the mood to take any more calls. This, this episode's been a real downer for me. Uh, kind of coming to grips with uh, the truth about my career. Yeah, I, I always knew there was a reason I- I'd never won any awards or gotten much recognition in my career to this point, but. I mean, mostly it was talent-related, but damn, there's so many. When you think about this, what makes it really depressing, there's so many average, non-spectacular people out there who win awards all the time. That makes being
3: a loser so much
2: more depressing.
3: If you know how I feel, why would you say that? Oh, I don't see why this is having any effect on you, Spud. It's not like you ever have been recognized for excellence in your lifetime. Not in school growing up. I mean, your career on both TV and radio has been remarkably uneventful. If anything, you should have been given a Survivor Award for still being on the air after all these years.
2: Yeah, Aunt Dorothy, I hear you. I, I, I do at least deserve an award for still being around. It hasn't been easy.
5: My parents have always told me there was some benefit in being mediocre. You never disappoint people as they never get their hopes up
2: right my my father drilled that basic life philosophy into me from birth you know though most of the time i I continue to be horrified soon and i gotta be honest with you here chance that after the wedding you're gonna be my uncle uh i I have to say this i'll just say it occasionally i have fond feelings for you right Um, I, i don't know if that will ever occur again after the wedding you know to my only living aunt I mean, basically, okay, I doubt if it will. Come on,
4: yo.
5: Yeah, whatever. So, do you want to take this call or
4: not? Hey, you know, maybe the caller might have some valuable information, Spud. Have them put it
2: through. All right. Uh, let Trevor know to put him or her on the air, and hopefully, uh, whoever it is, hopefully I won't regret this. Caller, you're on the air.
1: Uh... Yeah, I've been listening the last 20 minutes or so. I do know of a couple awards you guys might qualify for, All right. so I decided to uh, call in and run them by you. Okay. Uh, All right. I happen to head up an organization that monitors both local and national media organizations, mostly local. Uh, we're based in Tacoma, Washington.
2: Huh. Well, A local award would totally suck, but it doesn't really have that much juice to it, no offense.
1: Uh, Yeah, well, we also give out annual awards to major media organizations too, like Best Host of a Late Night Talk Show or Best Host of a Daytime Talk Show. That kind of thing. Caller, please continue. Well, as I am the absolute leader of our group, I mostly make all the decisions regarding who wins each of the categories each year. Okay. It's a really serious responsibility, and it takes up a lot of my time, for sure.
3: Um, caller, so may I ask how many members are in your organization? I, I don't think I caught the name of it.
1: Uh, yeah, we go by YTCWA and have been around for oh, around four years now. It started out as a part-time thing, but it just sort of took off. So, so, Spud, would uh, you and the show be interested in maybe winning an award from us? I could make it happen. Well,
2: uh, I mean, maybe. Uh, maybe. Probably be better to discuss this off the air. Uh, but I have to ask, you, would I have to fill out any forms? Chance, I hope you're taking notes right now. If you could just go ahead and make sure you do that from now on, that would be great.
5: No. Unlike you, I have a highly efficient memory. No need for notes. I am listening. Continue, caller.
1: Uh yeah, there's a form to fill out, but it's pretty short. Uh, all you need to do then is pay the entry fee and that will get the process started.
2: Uh excuse me? Entry fee?
1: Uh, Yeah. Uh, uh, There are considerable administrative costs that come with the duties we perform. Okay. Uh.
3: Again, how many members are in YTCWA? Is this a large organization? Is the fee to help with overhead or something? I'm not aware of fees being charged by any other groups that hand out awards.
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, What separates us from all the others who hand out awards willy-nilly is our willingness to recognize those that are being ignored by the mainstream agencies. Fair and balanced, it's who we are.
2: Uh, well, we or I have been ignored for some, I don't know, what is it, like 30 years? So, that might work, it might work. Uh, Hey, email our, you know, our intern Chance and uh, let him know what info you would need. Uh, hey, I gotta ask this though, uh, is, is there like a statuette or whatever you call them, like, like the Oscars or Emmys or Grammys, you know, something that looks really cool, or at least a certificate for your winners? I need something to put up in my living room. Uh, all I have now are a couple of bowling league trophies, they're kind of lame.
3: And one of those is mine, Spud, I carried our team in that league we were in and I still don't understand how you went okay. home with it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Hey, well, I tell you, we do take PayPal, and I will leave all the information in a follow-up email. Uh sorry I didn't catch the name of your assistant. Could he let me know his email address off the air?
5: I guess, yeah. Once more, I am an intern, not a personal assistant, and I do not feel comfortable giving out my email address.
2: Hey, hey, hey man, just just send it to thespudgoodmanshow at gmail.com, and I'll get it. I mean... But I got so specifically, what's the fee again?
1: It actually depends on what award you're interested in. How about best national radio talk show host? That'd be $250.
8: Seriously?
2: What? 250
1: uh, Yeah, Yeah, or, or maybe best local talk show. That's only $75.
3: <laughs> oh. Seventy five. Sure sounds like pay to play. Caller, we're not stupid here. Hey, how much?
2: I'm just just off the top of my head, I'm just curious. How much would a lifetime achievement award cost? That's something that I've always dreamed about. I'm just curious. Well,
1: uh, we don't offer that category, but it's not like we couldn't give it out our first time to you and your show, Spud. Okay. At first glance, uh, you know, some are not comfortable with the transactional nature of our awards, but we pride ourselves on being transparent. That's why we are up front by going with the "You 2 can win awards company name.
2: Is that what that stands for? Is that what YT, that's what it stands
1: for? Yeah, it's not any different than radio stations charging hosts for airtime. For a price, you too can achieve anything in the media industry. Deal
2: or no deal. Yeah, I think I've read that and I heard that before. But anyway, you know, truth be told, we don't really have money in our budget for toilet paper at our studio, you know, if we ever get back there. So... You know, this kind of money you're talking about is it's just a waste of time. So I got to go. But
1: I, I appreciate your time, though. I do. Yeah, wait, 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 uh, just a second. Just consider what a timely award can do for a career or a show, especially a shaky one. Uh, well, many of our clients yeah. have seen their fortunes reversed with the help of YTCWA.
0: Look, alternative facts are not facts.
5: Okay, I'll give them the hook. Hey, Trevor, cut yeah. him off. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Uh, you know what? I feel we still should have given the caller's suggestion at least serious thought.
2: Well, I have thought and decided. Nah, I don't think so. So just let me sign off here. I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao.
8: Bye bye. <laughs>
0: The Spud Goodman Show is written and directed by Spud Goodman. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. Producer, David Brenneman. Produced at Rosedale Audio Productions. Associate producer, T.J. Pite. Video director, Wyatt Young. Production assistants, Brian Martin and Chance Morrison. Original music by Mike Spots and Tom Harmon. On-air talent, Rob McGee, David Deer, Pam McGee, and Tom Nolan. Copyright 2021 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking.